2: the story. I was uh, convicted of an armed bank robbery at the age of 16. When most of my peers were thinking about getting their driver's license, I was faced with a fairly long prison sentence. And during that time, I continued to obviously build my physical body up. But the one area I never dealt with was the area of my heart, the issues of my heart, G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax.
0: Welcome to The Story. Well, I guess you could say that Mike Benson flexes his muscles for the Lord, literally. Mike is a member of the Conquerors International Strength Team, a group of Christian athletes that use feats of strength to captivate audiences worldwide and to share the gospel. However, as we'll hear Mike's background is the exact opposite of what he's doing now. He comes from a rough background and actually served time in prison. We'll hear his story today as he has a chat with Shelley Scohan.
1: For people who aren't familiar with what you guys do, can you uh, tell us about some of the pretty crazy things that you guys do at your live events?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, we, we basically use feats of strength, um, such as we take a horseshoe, and twist it from the shape of a U into the shape of an S, and uh, we do. We call these hand feats. That things that we can do in the hands. We rip decks of cards in half, rip bone books in two. Although those are uh, being more difficult to find with the age of <laughs> technology that we're in. Yeah, you
1: can't go around finding <laughs> them.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. They're uh, they're 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 coming, becoming a rare rare find. And uh, we roll up frying pans, um, blow up hot water bottles, things like that. And then we do bigger demonstrations like brick breaking, um, stacks of bricks, um, uh, anywhere from 10 to 20 stacks of bricks. We break them with our forearms, our elbows, uh, our fists, and uh, even our heads.
1: Wow. So the majority of the strength, in terms of what you're showing anyway, lies in your hands and arms then?
2: Yeah, basically, it's in our hands, in our arms, and uh, we we just we're just uh, using the feats of strength as as an attention getter to draw people so that we can we can give them a message.
1: Yeah, and that's really the crux of it, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you're doing all these amazing things, going around destroying a whole lot of things, but but that is what attracts yeah. the people; it gets them in. Um, but then you're able to share with them some of your story and um, the fact that God actually wants us to be conquerors in life.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Um, You know, we find that strength is a universal language, uh, for lack of better words, Mm. and that it appeals to people across cultural and and, uh, national uh, boundaries. And in our travels, we've been to 27 different countries and, you know, we, we're attracting crowds that, uh, are not your average churchgoers. Yeah. That probably they wouldn't, uh, darken the doorstep of a church. And they hear that some crazy Americans are going to be breaking bricks and doing all this. And then they kind of want to come and check it out. And then, uh, it, then it's at that, at the venue, depending on where it's at, if it's a, a uh, public theater or a, church or something then um we deliver deliver the real strength on our team and in life and that's a relationship with god through his son jesus christ
1: yeah i like how you term it the real strength i mean you can have all the physical strength in the world and still be a very weak person on the inside can't
2: you oh yes yes and uh we tell people you know we don't uh We don't do this just to show you how big and strong our arms are, but we want to share with you the way you can get strong on the inside, and uh, then we sometimes tell them, you know, not everybody in this audience is going to be able to do these type of feats of strength, but there's a strength that you can have, um, and uh, it only takes faith, and uh, you can have the same strength to live a victorious life in Jesus Christ.
1: Mm. I'd like to get into your own story in a few minutes As to how God saved you from a fairly um, Well, your life was spiraling out of control We'll get to that in a few minutes Tell us a little bit more about what you guys actually do In terms of training for what you're doing I know it's a passion of yours So it's probably not real hard to drag yourself to the gym each day But uh, what do you actually do to keep up your strength?
2: Well, all of our team members have athletic backgrounds of some sort, and um, we don't uh, try to lift the whole world, so to speak. But we try to—we have to keep in shape, obviously. And so we do a lot of your basic power movements, like deadlifts and uh, bench presses and squats, and uh, and we really focus on flexibility, uh, also, because you know there are quite a bit of injuries in. Uh, our line of work Mm. and uh so we want to maintain the strength that we have and we also want to do injury prevention basically keep ourselves safe and uh keep our temples in uh, good shape
1: yeah yeah do you eat copious amounts of eggs
2: uh no (laughs) no we don't drink any raw eggs or anything like that we uh we we Try to stay on a high protein diet and a good source of carbohydrates, which would be uh, vegetables, and um, and plenty of water, tons of water too, uh, to keep our muscles hydrated. Yeah. But uh, we don't eat a very strict meal. We we will eat uh, copious amounts of steak. That's for sure. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Those all you can eat yeah. steak houses must see you coming and go running.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mike, tell us a bit about your story. Things were looking pretty bleak for you as a teenager. What led you up to that point?
2: Well, um, my home environment is a place where, you know, our personalities and our worldviews are formed, and uh, my home environment was, was very dysfunctional. I lived at home with my mom and my dad, and my father, um, as a result of a handicap he had since he was a, a young boy, and his dad um, rejecting him and basically uh, running out on my grandma and him, um, he he had a lot of uh, internal pain that he took out on me and uh, said some pretty damaging words to me as a young man. Things like, you know, you'll never amount to anything. I don't know why I had you. And he really wasn't able to teach me the skills of life. And so I was always at a young age um, trying to fill this void of who I was and what it meant to be a man or a young man growing into a man. And and so I gravitated toward uh, the wrong um, examples uh, for that. And it led me into uh, hanging out with a bit of a crowd and experimenting with drugs and alcohol and things like that. And then it eventually um, cascaded into crime activities. I had quite an extensive juvenile record um, at the age of 11 years old. I already had three uh, offenses on my juvenile record. So Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, so things weren't easy for you as a kid and you were getting out uh, wanting to, I guess, yeah, take revenge and, and all the rest too. At what point did your interest in physical strength come? Was that you know a, a bit of an escape for you in, in your teenage years or how did that come about?
2: Well, um, one of my uncles was a, a fairly big bodybuilder and uh him, and along with Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, um I see him on the movies, and uh, I always had a desire uh to be big and powerful like that and uh, I started working out um when I was about eleven or twelve years old, and uh, it was kind of a release for me, and uh you know, I was always getting into fights and stuff, and so I wanted to to build myself up and uh um. You know, basically, uh, I just wanted to be be like my heroes at the time. But I really enjoyed uh, physical fitness and working out, and I got good at it uh, starting out at a young age.
1: Yeah. And there's so many positives, too, in terms of physical fitness and keeping healthy and all of that. But I can see that as a kid with some of the wrong attitudes in life, you would have been tempted to use that strength in the wrong way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was basically what happened to me and and uh, I, I wasn't very healthy when I was, you know, I, I got into alcohol pretty heavy and then I started to experiment with drugs and it started off with, you know, the usual stuff, smoking a little bit of marijuana and then it went into heavier things like uh, cocaine and LSD and uh, after that uh, my life basically went in a spiral down. Um, pretty rather quickly
0: after that You're listening to The Story Today Shelley Scowan is chatting with Mike Benson who's a member of the Conquerors International Strength Team a group of Christian athletes that use feats of strength to captivate audiences worldwide and to share the gospel We'll hear more of Mike's story when we return We're continuing with Shelley Scowen chatting with Mike Benson, who's a member of the Conquerors International Strength Team, a group of Christian athletes that combine feats of strength with sharing the gospel. Before the break, we heard Mike sharing about his troubled background. Now we'll hear how God began to work in his life.
1: At what point did things start turning around for you? When did you meet God?
2: Well, um, I was uh, convicted of an armed bank robbery at the age of 16, when most of my peers were thinking about getting their driver's license. I was faced with a fairly long prison sentence. I was sentenced to four to 20 years in prison, and um, the first, uh, I ended up doing five of those years, and during that time, um, I continued to obviously build my physical body up, and I took all the programming that they wanted me to take in there and finish my education. But the one area I never dealt with was the area of my heart, issues of my heart. And as a boy, I was raised in church. Um, I was raised in a Catholic church. And um, I knew a lot about God, but I never really experienced a relationship with him. And during this first five years, I met some some guys who I thought were rather strange because they were smiling all the time. And usually when somebody's smiling at you in prison, that's not good. uh, (laughs) Yeah. um, But these guys, you know, they they always carried their Bibles around. They were saying things like, hey, brother, how you doing? Praise the Lord. And and I got to be friends with one of them. His name was Kurt, and he was very athletic. And I really liked him a lot. And, And until he started talking to me about Jesus, he'd say things to me like, Mike, don't you know that? God has a plan for your life, that he loved you so much he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And I'd say, yeah, 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 whatever, Kurt, I heard all that growing up. I'm I'm all good. I don't need that. And um, so after I was released from prison, I tried to walk the straight and narrow, so to speak. And all the pain of my heart was stuffed down inside until I went to my first job interview, um, where the interviewer looked at my... Application and he said, "Mr. Benson, there's a five year gap in your employment history. You care to explain that to me?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried to make a joke about it, and I said, uh, "Yeah, I was at Penitentiary Technologies getting education." And, uh, <laughs> he <laughs> he didn't think that was very amusing, and sorry, can't hire you. And after a couple of interviews like that, the words that my father spoke to me when I was a child came ringing back in my ears. You're nothing, you're no one, you're never going to amount to anything. So I just went headlong back into a life of drugs and crime. And it wasn't until I was uh, in jail again, facing the rest of my life in prison, that uh, I remembered those words um, that Kurt had told me. And I took all my anger and my frustration out at God, and I said, God, if you've got this great plan for my life, if you love me so much, how come my life is so messed up? And it was the first time I actually heard God's voice. And I often tell people, it wasn't Charlton Heston in the corner of a cell speaking out of a cloud or anything, but mm-hmm. it was a st- still small voice, and he spoke to my spirit, and he, just, he simply said, call on me, son, call on me. And... When he said, son, it penetrated my hardened heart, because my heart was hard. All my emotions were shut down. I hadn't shed tears in years. But when he said, son, it penetrated my heart, and I started to cry for the first time in a long time. And I basically got in my cell right on my knees, and I lifted my hands up to heaven, and I just said, God, I've ruined this life. There's nothing I can do about it, so I surrender. I give up. It belongs to you from here on out, and I surrendered my heart and my life to Jesus Christ at that at that time.
1: Yeah. So coming to that point of realizing that without Christ, you are actually weak and you can't do anything without Him.
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, you know, and and to be honest, when I when I gave my life to Christ, um, I knew enough. You know, I knew there was a heaven and a hell, and I, my thinking at the time was, I just I've ruined this life. This one's over. I'm going to spend the rest of it locked up in prison because of all the charges that I had against me. And um, and so I, I just, I was thinking of the afterlife. I didn't want to spend life in prison and then die and go to hell. And uh, But I found out that God had other plans for my life.
1: Mike, you guys go around performing feats of strength so that you can then point people to Christ. How did this ministry actually get started? I mean, you've just told us your story about being in prison and God revealing himself to you and saying that he's got this wonderful plan for your life. At what point did you actually start, you know, taking some steps to seeing this plan actually come to fruition?
2: Well, I was uh, was in prison for six years, and and uh, God had spoken to me and told me that uh, he had called me to preach the gospel. And uh, so when I when I got out, I got out on October 31st, 2002, was right on Halloween in the United States, that's when we celebrate Halloween, and um, I immediately tried to gain employment and ended up getting employment, and then I started attending Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan, and I went to CLST, Christian Life School of Theology there, because, you know, I, I was thinking this is the path to ministry, you have to get education and everything. And while I was at Resurrection Life, I met a man named James DeMello, who was actually the founder of the Conquerors. And uh, James DeMello was an original member of the power team. And the power team was this, the, the original strength team. And he had left that and started his own team. And so um, I was on the team for about uh, six months, And James was going to move to Texas and become a pastor, and so he called me in his office one day, and he said, Mike, I'm going to give you my baby. And uh, he had a board meeting, and they signed the whole ministry over to me. And uh, so I started in 2005 uh, full-time ministry with the Conquerors, and um, I've been going ever since.
1: That's a pretty significant change of life to just a few years before finding yourself in prison and um, a completely different person.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was quite quite a uh, transition. I often yeah. tell people when I'm speaking to them that uh, you know I tell them, "Hey, I've been a drug addict, an alcoholic, a prisoner, an ex con. I'm now a minister." And love God with all my heart and soul and strength, but this one thing hasn't changed, and that is life is still full of difficulties. Mm. but instead of life having dominion over me, I now, through Christ Jesus, I conquer in life because of him. And uh, he's the difference maker. Um, you know as a, it was still you know ministry is uh, is is no easier than any other, vocation or career that you're chasing. Matter of fact, I think on the spiritual side, it's even more intense because our enemy, the adversary, he's he does not want you to succeed, especially in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Yeah.
1: Can you expand on that a bit more? How does God actually help you conquer in life?
2: Well, um, uh, when I'm in uh, prayer time, his his word encourages me, um, because you know I, I tell people a lot of times that my my ultimate dream was to be a family man. It wasn't to be famous or to have a lot of money or anything. And I thought my dream was shattered. And then uh, when I met my wife, um, eight months after I got out of prison. Um, well, I met her before I got out of prison, but eight months after that, I got married, and I and I have a family. And uh, I tell people, you know, I travel the world, I get to go to all these different countries and everything, but um, I, what I love more than all of that is when I come home, I get to pick up my daughter, pick up my son, and I get to speak to them words that I never heard growing up. I, I tell them, you're the best, your dad believes in you, I love you, you can do anything in life, and I tell them and everybody else the truth is that when I go to prayer, that's what I hear from my Heavenly Father. He's always encouraging me. He's always telling me, "You can do it, son. You're the best. I've created you. Um, you're more than a conqueror. Um, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus." Those promises—they—they they just give me strength, knowing um, that my life has a purpose, it has a meaning, and uh, I've got all of heaven in back of me. So, what looks like failure, uh, quote unquote, in the world, it is just an, an opportunity for a believer.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's an opportunity yeah. for God to show His strength through you as well. You've told your yeah. story in a brand new book called More Than a Conqueror, Conquering Your Past. What was the importance for you of writing down your story?
2: Well, usually when we do um, our events or when I'm um, ministering the gospel as an itinerant evangelist, um. I can't share my whole story, obviously. Um, we only have, you know, 30 or 45 minutes for actual speaking. And people have always been on me about, write a book, write a book, you need to write a book. And I actually had a word a prophecy given over me when I was still in prison, four years before I got out, actually. And this man said, this is what the Lord says, that uh, get out of prison, you he said, you're going to meet your wife before you get out of prison and you're going to write books. And so that was always in the back of my heart. And um, so finally, in 2013, I finally uh, felt that the Lord was leading me and prompting me that this is the time. And so I wrote it down. And uh, my my whole hope and, and prayer and vision for the book is to reach as many lives as possible. Um because I know books had a profound impact on my life and my growth and my walk with Christ, especially reading other people's story. And uh, so that's 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 where the book came from.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And as you say, it has the potential then to reach even more people uh, with the great news of the gospel as well. Again, it's called More Than a Conqueror, Conquering Your Past. It is available on Amazon.com, and uh, you could also follow the links from theconquerors.net. Mike, it's an incredible story of the way that God has just used your life for his kingdom, for his purposes. He's completely turned around. You know, your life was going the the exact wrong direction until he stepped in and showed you that you could be so much more. Um, And, you know, you just had to make the right choices to be there. Thank you so much for sharing just a part of your story with us today. And we wish you all the best for the continuing success of The Conquerors.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and um, uh, good talking to you and uh, good day, Australia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you Americans just can't do it. Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I try.
0: That was Shelley Scowan chatting with Mike Benson from the Conquerors International Strength Team. As we heard, his life started off pretty rough and even included spending time in jail. And at that point, it didn't look like he had much of a future with a prison sentence on his record. But when God's love eventually penetrated through his rough exterior, it all began to change. And now he's part of a unique ministry that involves performing incredible feats of strength for the Lord all over the world. If you'd like to learn more about the Conquerors International Strength Team or make contact with Mike directly, the website is theconquerors.net. That's theconquerors.net. Also, as Shelley mentioned, Mike has a book. It's called More Than a Conqueror, Conquering Your Past, and that's available online. Well, thanks for joining us for Mike's inspiring story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story, story. just another way vision is connecting faith to life.